Anytime that you're ready, Greg. Okay. So what are we, what are we, uh, today we're day four of the apocalypse? Uh, I guess depending upon where you are in the country. I mean, for some people it's like day 14, day 21, Uh, something like that. For us, absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to give away our location, but... That's yeah. a good idea. It's it's day four, and it feels like day 40 at this point. It, you know, because you spend, like... Okay, so sometimes you work from home, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, uh, you know, it's a day or two or whatever, or... You know, if you're lucky like me, it's a week or something. But you don't usually have the kids and the wife and all the dogs and everything on top of you. Uh, Sometimes you quite literally. Yeah, like, <laughs> I I mean, last week you asked me my house is big enough. I would have said, absolutely it is. Uh, this week I need, like, seven of these houses uh, just to shit people off to mm-hmm. and I have to deal with them. Absolutely. It's, it's exactly the same here. Um, working from home, the, the, the wife heads off to her job after she gets the kids on the bus. It's, it's quiet. My oldest one is, he's still home around, you know, 2.20 something in the afternoon, right? But then he goes off and does his own thing. He's playing video games or chatting with his friends, whatever it is. So he's out of my hair. And so normally, a day, a couple days, yeah, even a week working from home, no big deal. At this point, we are just like gritting our teeth, trying not to strangle those that we gave life to. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. It's it's so awful. Have you been out of the house? Like, have you gone anywhere in the in the last week? Like, let's say since Friday. What how what is the amount of like trips out of the house that you made? Uh, two, two, um, because okay, so my boss has this uncanny ability to just uh, take technology and do things with it that I didn't even know were possible. <laughs> I I mean today, I I left the house because I, I couldn't, uh, well, I needed to get out of the house, but I, I went over uh, to help her out because all of her emails that were coming in were going into her RSS folder. Somehow she managed to get onto the server and set up a rule to forward every incoming email to her RSS folder. I have no idea how she did this, She's like late seventies, you know, I I have no idea how she got in and figured out to do this It's not incidentally the first time that she's done this. Uh, so it's, it's beyond me how someone manages this accidentally, uh, more than once. Um, please tell me it was to the same RSS folder both times. It was. Yes. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) I don't, I mean, think about that. Think about the level of like clicks that you have to go through to set up a mail rule to configure something like that. And then to do it accidentally more than once. 
isn't isn't that just the button mashing mentality though right like it i clicked okay it didn't work and so i i, I gotta click 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 come on like but that's not even like click 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 that's like click 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 oh this isn't working let me go into this menu and then select <laughs> this option and then click these buttons and then click 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 I mean, <laughs> and, and, I mean, so so I'm conflicted, right? Because on the one hand, fucking boomers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, she really is a nice lady. Uh, and, and I enjoy working for her. And, uh, you know, she's great. Um, she just maybe shouldn't be able to configure mail rules. <laughs> Seems like a setting or something that you could take right? there like, to, to like restrict that. Microsoft, you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> give IT admins the ability to take away people's ability to set mail rules. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the reply all button. Get rid of it. <laughs> no one uh, needs reply all button. No one. Well, I don't know about that. No, I do. No. I absolutely do. The reply all button is, it's the AOL instant messenger of, <laughs> of email. It, it needs to go. Um, you know what? If what you have to say is really so important that you need to say it to all of those people, uh, then copy and paste all of their email addresses into uh, the new two field. I guarantee it would. Down, yeah, if it would make you think first off about group emails to begin with, which shouldn't exist, um, mm-hmm. email chains that shouldn't exist because you should just take that shit into a Skype chat or better yet, walk over uh, and just say, "Hey, Donnie, do the fucking thing," mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, you know, apocalypse notwithstanding, uh, <laughs> there's but there's no need to reply all. You just you don't need it. Well, I mean, all right, we've got one case here where the two of us used to work for a a giant technology company, and when you walk into a situation where in the morning you open up your email account and you have 172 unread messages, all of which came from one email... And then 171 people replying, please remove me from this distribution list. I don't think I was supposed to get this email. How did I ever get on here? You got to admit, that's pretty, pretty fucking hilarious. See, here's, here's my argument, okay? You work at a company like that where you can build arguably uh, the world's most sophisticated computers and tablets and whatever other technological stuff we used to build there um Uh, maybe maybe phones i don't know still still idiots couldn't figure out the reply all button (laughs) i this is it's it's like it's it's the one ring it's too dangerous we need to throw it into mordor uh (laughs) or wherever the fuck those stupid hobbits walked off to Uh, uh where's where's frodo to take the reply all button. I wonder if we could somehow enlist Elijah Wood to start a campaign 
I mean, obviously it would have to be after the, the self-isolation and all the quarantines have subsided, but. Why? I mean, he's marching to a volcano. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I'm going to get sued by Elijah Wood now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Angry Elijah Wood fans, uh, you know, coming out of the woodwork beating us on Twitter and stuff. Uh, so while we're at it, uh, Star Wars, way better than Lord of the Rings. There, I said it. Just get that out of the way up front. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, <sighs> you and I have a long history as far as this conversation is concerned. And uh, while while I will agree with you on the whole... Uh, overall, um, I would have to say that the, if you were to take the average quality of the Star Wars movies over the series, and this does not include the, the one-offs like Rogue One and, uh, Solo. You're talking just the, the canon, uh, trilogy of trilogies. The canon trilogy of trilogies, absolutely. If you were to take the average quality of those films and spread it out compared to the average quality of the three Lord of the Rings movies, I would say that Lord of the Rings wins. Well, so here's here's the comparison, though, okay? Um, Star Wars, you've got the trilogy of trilogies, which add up to, I'm going to say, three and a half good films, Okay. Yep. Uh, now with Lord of the Rings, if you take all of the shots of Hobbit's feet and people walking, um, that adds up to about three and a half movies. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's it's each one of those movies is like forty two hours long <laughs> with. with Nine hours of extras that they found, I don't know, hiding out in a trunk in Peter Jackson's dressing room or something. I don't know where the hell they got it from. You know, and and no one wants it. It, It's particularly amazing how your math worked out, considering that all of those shots add up to three and a half movies, and there's only three movies. Well, three and a half normal length movies, right? Okay, three sure. Ninety minute movies, not three and a half Peter Jackson movies. Right, right. Because if you if if you were to take the extended editions of all of those films, each one would essentially be its own trilogy, and then the Lord of the Rings becomes a trilogy of trilogies, just like Star Wars. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the trilogy of trilogies that nobody wanted. (laughs) No, 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 no. The Hobbit is the trilogy of trilogies that nobody wanted. That's bar none. The Hobbit Hobbit should have never been more than one movie. Never. But here's the thing. I don't begrudge the movie's on their plot themselves, right? Um, the the story, um, or what I've managed to stay awake for of the story, um, doesn't seem all that bad. 
um, it's it's the fact that we need so much superfluous uh, stuff crammed in there. Like he's just trying to pack screen time so he can, I don't know, do they give an Oscar for like the longest fucking movie ever made? Because that seems to be what he's going for. Right. I and mean, the whole, pr- the whole not, thing behind not, not, not needing to be three movies. Why does it need to be three movies? Right. It, it, you could have, you could have cut that down and made all of it one, maybe two if you stretch it movies, uh, and, and had really good movies with awesome CG, uh, you know, for its time and, and great, uh, epic scenes, uh, battle scenes and stuff. And everyone would have watched them and loved it. Um, it's, but it's Peter Jackson. It's, it's, you know, he, he feels the need to drag these things on. I mean, it's the same thing. I know you and me have discussed uh, King Kong before, but the, there was an entire movie in that movie before they even got to the island that could have been cut out and no one cares about it because let's face it, we came to this movie to watch King Kong fight a fucking dinosaur. Okay, we didn't come here to watch Jack Black sit on a fucking boat for two and a half hours before we get to the island. Then you get a solid, uh, you know, 30 minutes of awesome island, uh, everything's going crazy, fighting dinosaurs, giant monkeys, and then you go back to the city and you got to listen to fucking Jack Laxmore, which I'm sorry, but he should not have been in that movie. Um, he shouldn't have. I, I watched that, and by the end of the movie, my hope was that when King Kong fell off of the building that he would land on Jack Black and then I wouldn't have to listen to him deliver that stupid ass wasn't the planes that killed that fucking monkey line. <laughs> this episode of Eat a Bag of Dicks is brought to you by, well, us. Hi everybody, it's Ron here. Look, getting a new show up and off the ground is not easy. We don't have any real sponsors at this point, but Still doesn't hurt to throw in a little shameless self-promotion. Greg and I have no plan to kid ourselves into turning this stuff into a full-time gig, but there are still costs associated with getting this podcast and the other stuff we're going to do off the ground. Wait, what's that you say, Ron? Other stuff? You bet your sweet ass there's going to be more. But at this point, you can interact with us on most of the different media platforms at Eat a Bag Podcast. You can get a hold of us on Twitter, we have a dedicated subreddit, a Discord, eatabagpodcast.com, or plain old email, eatabagpodcast at gmail.com. And for those of you that are the most generous of all, we've set up a Patreon at patreon.com slash eatabagpodcast to help support the costs of hosting and publishing the show. And the other stuff coming in the future, too, of course. Once again, that's patreon.com slash eatabagpodcast. Thanks again to, well, us for sponsoring our own show. Now, back to it. But isn't it a, a, a like very much an, an old style of movie telling, right? Like, even going back to like a lot of the movies, like in the 70s and 80s and, and whatnot, the the pacing is just 
painful. And I, I'm not saying that that's right or excusable for, for anything that Peter Jackson does. Um, but it's, it, it was just a different time. You know, now we're living in this, in this time where everything, and, and this is why I feel that Star Wars, especially the final installment, ended up the way that it did because we're living in this time now where there's this mentality of, well, I got, I got to keep feeding quick cuts and action scenes and, you know, the, the world of YouTube and Vines and all of this stuff that's stitched together in these quick succession, you know, cut forward things has just changed us as a society. And uh, like, when when anybody attempts to slow things down well then it's boring it's unneeded and and i agree with your your assessment of king kong in particular but you know in in general like where is storytelling allowed anymore see okay so i i get what you're saying I, I do. Um, and to to an extent, you're right. I mean, you've got this, uh, you know, Star Wars, George Lucas, Hero's Journey thing, um, you know, uh, movie in three acts that uh, has sort of become the norm, right? Um, and I think there's, there's room for experimentation. Um, you know, and, and trying to keep things fresh and not keep it formulaic. But there's there's a difference between playing with the style or the structure of the movie and creating a movie that's boring. I, I mean, you, you can still deliver, uh, you know, or, or deliver at least important information. I mean... Back to King Kong, you've got that whole thing with the kid who's like, I, you know, they, they hint and hint and hint that he was, uh, you know, a kid who survived Skull Island and wound up on this ship that winds up at Skull Island and then they do nothing with it. Absolutely nothing with it. That's at least 15 minutes of screen time, story time spread throughout that, uh, hinting at this that then is just dropped flat. You know, when you look at uh, all of the, the Lord of the Rings, I mean, yes, there's room for experimentation, um, and there's even room, I would say, to a certain degree, to make the journey epic by showing them walking and how far they're going and the hardships that they have to go through as part of their travel. Um, but that can't be all there is to it or you lose your audience. And I think the the pacing of it um, removes the audience uh, because it, there's, there's so much, I mean, you, you could have just had a little hobbit saunter out and deliver 
20 minutes of exposition about them traveling and it would have felt more uh, lively than, than what they put into the movie. <laughs> yeah, but that I'm, I'm always willing, I don't know, I'm, I'm willing to give it a pass to, to a certain extent. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to die on a hill defending the extended editions and you know 27 hours of these three movies but to a certain extent in a way with with that situation you are i don't want to say bound by the source material right but that there's there's a certain line that you draw between being faithful to the source material and completely reinventing it right like sure you there are are so many things you know ever ever since we were young all of the you know the adaptations that come out and oh well the book is better right it's like oh well why is the book better well because they cut down and they streamlined out certain parts and you know things where in in a a written format you get you know long periods of um you know description or background or thoughts that are happening inside the main character's head you know different things that whether they don't translate well to film for whatever reason uh whether you take those things and you put them in a different order right like you take all of the flashback stuff, but you put it at the front of the movie to kind of give the background ahead of time. Right. And it, be, but it right. just doesn't translate. And, and when you're in that kind of situation where, you know, these things were made off of the books that were written. And so I, I'm willing to give that more of a pass rather than, the complete shit show that you have with something like, I don't know, let's just pull uh, Rise of the Skywalker out of the air, uh, where you're starting from nothing. You have no source material that you have to stay faithful to, and yet somehow you manage to churn out one of the largest piles of shit ever put in front of theater audiences. Like, how does that happen? Like, well, I mean, their defense, they had to retcon the movie before it out of existence because it was so fucking terrible. Actually, as we've discussed, that's not true. It's absolutely not true. Because why would you go and retcon the empire of your series? The best movie of your series, and you go in and throw in a bunch of retcon shit? I would absolutely, if I was in that position, I would have felt like I had to retcon it out of existence too. No, absolutely not. There was, I mean, for a large portion of the movie, nothing substantial or, or even worthwhile uh, to the series as a whole happened. I mean, it, yeah, in Rise of Skywalker, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking about following <laughs> in and... and uh, his little girlfriend uh, on Casino Planet. <laughs> no one needed that. Mm -hmm. 
We all did. I need to drink more. Jesus. <laughs> Gonna start coming at me with this. Rise of Skywalker is worse than... I can't even remember the name of that movie. It was so bad. Wow. Wow. Well, that's fine. I think that that dead horse has been beaten enough. We had, yeah, no, you and me have gone round and round on that one enough mm -hmm. time. Sure. Yeah, and I mean, it just, it comes down to the point of where, you know, you're wrong, I'm right, and we just move on from it. So it's all good to go. I mean, I, look, I, I've been wrong about a lot of things in my life. <laughs> oh boy, here it comes. Very wrong about things. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I thought, hey, having a kid, that won't be so bad. Three later, uh, I'm wrong. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Uh, Not enough alcohol in the world for that. No. Uh, you know, there, there are plenty of things that, that I look back on and I say, you know what, uh, I was wrong about that and I'm, I'm more than happy uh, to admit uh, when I'm wrong. And I have no idea where I'm going with this other than you're wrong. Mm. Let's just go there. All right. Well, I guess I guess we'll have to go on record as that being your greatest comeback so far in these recordings on record. Yeah, that's Cause, right. Because quite frankly, you haven't you haven't had anything worse, so or better. So let let me ask you something. I I don't I don't I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but in terms of um, Star Wars versus Star Trek. Oh. Um and and let let's pause on that for just a second. Maybe maybe not maybe versus was a little too uh a little too antagonistic right out of the gate. But in in terms of <clears throat> Star Wars and Star Trek, um I I know your affinity for Star Wars. But uh were you ever into Trek growing up, and I guess as a kind of follow-on question to that, do you see like a divide between you know Star Wars fans and uh, Star Trek fans? So, yes, I watched Star Trek uh, growing up. I mean, you know, all all the way back to uh, William Shatner, you know. Um, Watched, watched the original series, did, enjoyed Next Generation. Um, after that, it kind of started to get a little, you know, weird with the stuff that they were doing. Um, kind of excited for this Picard. Um, eventually, I'll, I'll figure that out and, and watch it. Because um, mm -hmm. that does actually look interesting. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But do I see a difference in the fans of Star Trek and Star Wars? From my perspective, not so much. Um, I mean, I know there are people who choose to die on the hill of Star Wars versus Star Trek. Um, and they're idiots. Um, <laughs> well said. Really, they are. Um, you know, they're, they're both 
these fantasy sci-fi uh in in both good in in their own right and their own way um you know one of them uh i will give is more scientifically plausible um i i won't say that they are that that star trek is scientifically accurate by any means but at least they've they've thought things through more than uh you know how do you how does the lightsaber figure out to only go yay high you know um so there's there's that uh but they're both they're both fantasy future sci-fi things um i i will say that that if you look at them um they're they're even both very political in their own right um but i would say as far as our future we're probably on the path more towards a more star wars-esque dystopian uh future than than a star trek-esque future um you know because these fucking boomers thought that reagan was awesome and you know now we're eternity because of it um, I don't even think we'll live to a Star Wars, you know, we're probably going to get more like a Terminator. Or... <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. The Star, the, the Star Trek is what we've, we've all, at, at least over here on the left, have, have been, have been going towards. In reality. Oh, on the right over here? Uh, oh, Oh yes, I forgot. I forgot how far right you are on oh. all these political issues. I can no, I can go right. That's fine. <laughs> do you really want to? No. Do you? Do you really? <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. we'll leave that to Colbert. Uh, see, and so I grew up. I grew up as as much more, much more of a Trek fan than a star wars fan i i agree with you that i i these people that will pick one or the other i mean let's just go come right out on a limb and say it they they can eat a bag bag of dicks like let's just get to the point um but uh so yeah growing up i i i loved both of them um, but I was always, I was always much more into, uh, I Trek as, as my thing. And I, I, I mean, I know that there was all of the stuff within Star Wars, you know, even before the prequels came out, you know, there, there was the extended universe and all of that kind of stuff, but I never really, I never really got into that as much with Trek, there was just so much more to absorb, um, you know, because by the mid nineties, next gen was just going off the air. Deep space nine was in its run. Voyager was, you know, starting, you know, to go. And, and there was just so much more source material when you could sit down with seven seasons of next gen or, you know, the three seasons of, of the original series you know, or you could sit down with three movies of Star Wars, right? And it was sure. like the the Star Wars movies were fantastic, 
I, I mean, they were great, but they were also fantastical, right? Like, because sure. they were truly just kind of in this other galaxy where I, I think you were kind of hinting to earlier, Trek was kind of like, um, it, it felt like that's where we could go someday, right? And uh, Star Wars always felt more like this fantasy that was happening elsewhere, um, you know, in a galaxy far, far away, right? Like it's set up right from the beginning. So, but I, I guess it's space wizards versus science nerds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but all of that, I guess, was was to kind of come around and ask you if if uh, you have any opinions, um, I, you know, because. The, the parasite has struck both fandoms, and and I'm wondering if if you have any opinion on the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies and what those did to that franchise. Oh boy, here we go. Um, I actually enjoyed them. I did, um, and I think I think a good part of it was Scotty. Uh, well, I mean, uh, come on. Simon I mean, Peg, you cannot go wrong. He's fucking awesome, right? So uh, awesome. How how could I not enjoy that? Um, and uh, the, the one other I will call out, Carl Urban. Like, I, I don't care what the hell you put him in. Carl Urban is fucking amazing in everything. But I feel like, I mean, I feel like they did a good job of taking the original, uh, you know, ideas and, and the Captain Kirk and everything, and they put more of a spin on it, um, where it became, you know, even even to the point that they, they acknowledged uh, with the whole time travel thing, that uh, we really are just replaying the same scenario, but we're taking it in a different direction because of the time travel. Um, and that didn't bother me so much. I mean, in a lot of cases, that would bother me. Um, I, I am not a big fan of the reboots and, and uh, all of that jazz. Um, you know, Disney makes one more fucking live action uh, movie. And um, uh, oh, my God. I especially have. Have you seen Aladdin? Holy shit! Oh uh, boy! Don't bring but, that up in front of the family. <laughs> the kids will crucify you. They have they have no concept of religion whatsoever, but they will still find a way to crucify you. Have they? Are they not aware of who Robin Williams is? Is that they, they are? And and the problem other? is. The, the the problem is they the 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 love of the animated film has driven their love of the live action film as well like it, it I, it's so bizarre to me um because we all went to go see it um and and granted i've only seen it the one time that we went but um i did not hate it um i 
you know, there there were some differences with that. Did you did you see the Lion King remake? Uh, I I've seen pieces. We've got the the Disney Interwebs channel. Oh thing. yes, yes, yeah. the Interwebs. Yeah, they're they're out watching something on the Disney Interwebs right now. But with Lion King, that is one of those that if anybody asks about it. I would tell them it absolutely do not bother. And, and the, the, the problem is, is I love John Favreau. Like the way that he kickstarted the Marvel universe and other things that he's done have been so great, so great. But when it came down to the Lion King, I, I think that there were maybe two, maybe two scenes where there was something that was slightly different from what they had done in the animated, but it is essentially a shot-for-shot remake, um, where you could say that to a certain extent about Aladdin, but there were several parts of Aladdin where they would take something as you were going through in, in the animated film and throw a slightly different twist on it because it was live action or they had to shoot it a different way, whatever it might happen to have been. So it, you know, like kind of the lamp and then they rub the lamp and you're expecting Robin Williams to pop out, but it's fucking Will Smith. <laughs> well, yes, that's a part of it, but, but that's, I mean, that's definitely a part of it for me. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, because growing up, you know, that that's a big thing. Right. But a lot of the stuff that he was doing in that cartoon version, you, you can't really translate to to live action. Right. Wow. And they CG like his legs off and just <laughs> CG the rest of him blue and get on with it. Mm-hmm. And and before anything else, I would argue that a live action version wasn't even necessary, right? Like I could sit through, you know, whatever it was, an hour, 45, two hours of Beauty and the Beast because I'll fucking stare at Emma Watson all day. I don't care what anybody else says. Like that is perfectly fine with me. But remaking all of these movies into live action the, the number one argument I would say is it's not necessary, right? But given what they did with Aladdin compared to the the cartoon counterpart, I would say that it was not a horrible job of what they did given that. Something like Lion King, on the other hand, throw that in a garbage can douse it with gasoline and just start the fire immediately. Like there was absolutely no point to having that other than, you know, the greedy cash grab and Aladdin was too. And so was beauty and the beast. All of these, that's exactly what they were. They are what they are. But I thought that I thought that Aladdin was one of the better executed ones. Disney has made exactly one live action remake of a cartoon uh, that wasn't the worst thing in the world. 
and that's 101 Dalmatians. Only never seen it. You've never seen the live action 101 Dalmatians. No, no, I didn't even I didn't even like the cartoon version. So there was no way I was going to see the the live action version. Look, the movie is it's a live action Disney movie. So there's what you get. But it's got Hugh Laurie and that so that's all it has propping it up. But that saved it from being a complete pile of garbage. Glenn Close, I mean, huh? If if you had taken if you had taken Hugh Laurie and put him in as the genie, uh, you know, maybe a lad wouldn't have been so bad. Wow. You just really have something against black people, don't you? I have absolutely nothing against black people. <laughs> I just happen to agree with Ben Affleck's assessment of Will Smith in Jersey Girl. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tying this all back to uh, Kevin Smith and George Carlin and the things that happen off air. Just... <laughs> Routing them back in. Back in. Yeah, so 1996. 101 Dalmatians. I can definitely tell you this was at the point in my life where uh, if anything came up that was going to be, you know, it, it had the Disney name attached to it. Hell no, man. I was way too cool for school. There was no way I was ever going to see that. Let's see, 96. No you're, you're the same age as me, roughly. So 96, you would have been in... I, well, I, think I'm a little, I think I'm a little younger than you. Would you have been maybe 7th grade? 96, I would have... Yeah, either 6th either or 7th. Right around there. Just, just yeah. to give people an idea of what a fossil What a fossil I am? I will still always be younger than you. <laughs> so just, just keep that in mind. No matter how old I get, always younger than you. But there was no way. No, yeah, at that point in my life, no. There, there was no way I was going to go voluntarily anywhere near a Disney movie. Although, no. although let's be honest, like really, I probably would have, you know, my, my two, my two cool for school facade is really on the outside. I mean, I, I would have watched a Disney movie. It wasn't, it wasn't that long after that, that uh, we started getting toy story and, and that kind of stuff, which was, uh, you know, the, the, idea of the 3d animated movie was oh yeah but toy toy story was actually before that because toy story was what 94 95 but that 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 always captivated my imagination Um, oh absolutely i was all about toy story but toy story was a different level because it was it it was the 3d right like it wasn't it, it wasn't your traditional, you know, Disney child's movie, right? Like, this was a new frontier that was being embarked on. 
Yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, to, to put this into context, um, it's not exactly like at the time that the movie came out, I was out there like, yeah, 101 Dalmatians, uh, you know, uh, this is the best movie ever. Um, really? No, I, I wasn't even, really? I, I mean, at the time I wasn't aware of it, really. Um, I mean, I was certainly aware of the animated, but uh, the live action, I, I didn't until uh, until my wife uh, started watching it with the kids. And I gave her the same spiel about how, you know, Disney live action movies are garbage and whatever. And then she pointed out to me that it had Hugh Laurie in it, and then I had to watch it. All right, all right. Well, are, is it on the is it on the Disney interwebs? Oh, it's got to be. Uh, I mean, Disney I'm interwebs. Sure. I I would assume so as well, but you never know. You know, it, I mean, it could be on the Hulu's or the Netflixes or whatever. I don't. It was on one of them. Who knows? Because I don't, I mean, I don't buy DVDs of anything anymore. It's on one of those services where we're not watching it, you know? <laughs> I don't, yep. frankly, it's easier that way because I've got kids and they break things and they will break DVDs. And then, you know, if they just, if they go to the Netflix and watch whatever thing they want until they're blue in the face and, and tired of it, uh, that's fine, and I don't have to keep buying DVDs because let's face it, it's not like uh, 20 years from now I'm ever going to be like, Oh, you remember that My Little Pony DVD that we bought? Like, no, just watch your garbage on there and then move on with life. I got a phone call from my dad, uh, because his VCR wasn't working. And he was extremely upset because at one point he had gone around to garage sales and he had found, I believe it was seven different VCRs for sale at these various garage sales. And he had stockpiled all of the VCRs that he could while he was doing this. And ultimately, the, the phone call that I had received at this point was because he was now down to his final VCR, and it was acting up. And it was, oh, well, I just I just don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I mean, this is the last one. I had, I had seven VCRs sitting, sitting out in the garage. And I was like, well, first of all, probably shouldn't have had them in the garage. But anyway, keep going. Uh, so I'm, I'm down to this last one and it, I mean it seems to be fritzing out I just I, I mean do you have any ideas do you think uh, I uh, I don't know maybe move on from VCRs oh, I've got all my stuff recorded I can't do this I don't know what I'm going to do and just the ultimate boomer response just completely encapsulated right there I just I couldn't even handle it I can't let go of the past. Therefore, I need you to help me figure out how to hold on to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, and there's there's something to be said for this, right? Because there, there's sort of this, this two-pronged piece that you're hitting me with here. 
And the first is the fact that, uh, you know, things aren't built the way that they were before. And, and I don't mean VCRs lasting for 100 years, um, but movies. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, your Disney interwebs and all these remakes and whatever, and, and they're not built to last, right? They're, they're built to just be uh, uh, garbage. Um, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, I, I remember, uh, you know, we would watch, what was it when I was a kid? There was Ninja Turtles, there was Ghostbusters, there was all, all these movies that are, are huge, iconic classics now, right? I mean, everyone knows what Ghostbusters is. Hell, you've got, uh, you know, Stranger Things doing Ghostbusters, you know? Um, and and then you compare that to the level of shit that's just being spun out and, and dumped out right now. Uh, and at the risk of sounding like a boomer myself, uh, it's gone to shit, um, you know, for sure. Um, but then the flip side to that, see, because then you drag it back to uh, him not being able to figure out the technology or willing to deal with, uh, you know, in, in the same kind of scenario as, as uh, we talked about with my boss earlier and, and her uh, desire to just mash buttons uh, to create chaos uh, in her email system. Um, and I, I think that there's, there's a piece there where you have to say, well, if you care so much about hanging on to the VCR, figure it out. Um, and if it's not the VCR, if it's the, the recordings uh, that you have that are on VHS, figure it out. There are ways to, to transfer that or buy new DVDs or get things streaming or whatever. Um, but it seems to me that on both sides, um, the boomers are wrong. Um, because on the one side, they're fighting and telling everyone that everything now sucks and everything the way that they had it was better, which there are some arguments, Ghostbusters, for example, uh, you know, in, in the quality of movies and things. But then on the flip side of that, uh, if everything was so much better and you care about it, then why don't you fucking do something about it and stop bitching about it and coming to me asking me to fix your fucking email? It's too hard. You know, I don't, I don't understand this new fangled technology. And that's the other thing. It's not new fangled anymore. I mean, at this point, <laughs> email has been around almost as long as I've been alive. Well, okay, maybe not, but certainly longer than my kids have been alive. You know, it's been around for decades. Um, if you can't figure out your email settings, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We just, it's time to, to do the humane thing and to put you on the iceberg and just float you out, except we can't because you fucked up the environment with global warming. You <laughs> ass. <laughs> All the icebergs are melted. There's nowhere for us to send them anymore. <laughs> Oh, 
poor boomers. I mean, they're going to have to learn how to swim. I don't. I thought that's what their all their water aerobics classes was preparing them for. The synchronized swimming. Yeah, you know, <laughs> preparing them for the day that we get fed up and march them out to sea. <laughs> what if we? What if we put them onto one of the icebergs uh, that are left with uh, the polar bears and? Just kind of see who wins out. Kind of a, a frozen Thunderdome. Yeah. 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 Like, put it together. See if they're... In fact, you know, everyone that's in Thunderdome can go on that fucking iceberg. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Stream. Yeah. So the consensus is I, I guess the the recap is you liked the JJ Star Trek movies. I did. I, I enjoyed them. They were entertaining flicks for what they were. Um certainly a grittier reboot than than the originals. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that I enjoyed them. Even the second one. Which one was the second one? The first one was, was Spock comes back and then they blow up Vulcan, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Spoiler mm -hmm. alert. Yep. And, and so that was pretty good. That was, I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, and I'll, I'll go oh. with you on that one. I, I will let the the timeline manipulation and, um, you know, creating this alternate universe, if you will, um, especially as you were talking about earlier, as it relates to Star Trek Picard, but that's a, that's a different spoiler alert warning. But um, the second one, then... But you can spoil things for anyone who's listening, but don't spoil things for me. Oh, absolutely. All right. Yeah, I'll just tell you to cover your ears. Um, <laughs> the second one, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. That with... was the, so it was, I mean, it was basically a remake of Wrath of Khan, right? Right, right. Which I think, I, I think a part of the reason why, uh, not only not only why Paramount selected him, but also why he fit in so well and, you know, went through the process of these two movies with them is it, which I think was solidified completely in Into Darkness was that J.J. doesn't have an original thought in his goddamn head. And ultimately, he should be out there on the fucking icebergs with the polar bears and the rest of the boomers. Like, he's well, just so fucking awful. I mean, his gratuitous use of lens flare uh, is, is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and there's no way anyone can defend the ending of Lost. Um, I mean, that was 
arguably uh, the only ending worse than the ending of Game of Thrones. Which, uh, again, most of the JJ apologists will immediately come after you because, you know, oh, well, you know, I mean, he was just executive producer and he was blah, 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 blah. you know, like, I, I'm just say, saying. My nutsack with a story <laughs> back. No. <laughs> anyway, continue. So, yes, those, those are terrible things. Um, Getting back to Wrath of Khan 2, um, <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, I, I did enjoy the uh, the warship thing that they built at the end there. That was something that you hadn't really seen in Star Trek, right? Sure. I mean, everything was, you know, the, the most imposing ship was the Enterprise, right? And then they mm-hmm. built this big, you know, death ship. So it was, it was entertaining, I guess, to explore the concept that within the diplomacy, uh, in this universe, um, there was room for people to still be, uh, jackasses, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so, I mean, there was that and, and it did get, uh, more political, whether that's for better or for worse, I guess, depends on how you view that. Um, the story overall, I didn't think was terrible, but you're right. It was uh, essentially the same story and then tweaked. Um, so, you know, there's that. Uh, but it's not like it was, uh, it wasn't M. Night Shyamalan making uh, the last Airbender movie bad, you know? <laughs> I mean, I guess my point to all of this, to everything today, to whatever we talk about ever, is that no matter what you're looking at, it can be bad, it can be worse, uh, it can always be worse, unless it's the last Airbender movie. Because <laughs> that's as bad as it's ever going to get. <laughs> 